Hello and welcome to episode 151 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It's my pleasure to be with you this evening. My name is Terence M. Stanton. We are recording on Wednesday, April 6th, 2022, continuing our look at Fatima, the great secret of Fatima, A Spiritual Light for Our Times, Volume 3, by Father Carl Stellan of the Society of St. Pius X. This is from Chapter 7, Fatima and the Militia Immaculata. Is there something more to say about Fatima? To a superficial glance, it seems not. There is, however, a strange coincidence which merits attention. In Rome, on the 16th of October, 1917, three days after the completion of the Fatima apparitions, a Polish seminarian, Maximilian Kolbe, founded the Militia Immaculata, inspired by deep consciousness of the doctrine that Our Lady is the Mediatrix of all graces. The future Father Kolbe was convinced that she and she alone has been designated by God to give all graces of conversion to those who stray in the darkness of error and sin. If this is true, then the most effective way to reach souls is to establish an army of devotees to Our Lady who work as instruments of Our Lady's Immaculate Heart for the conversion of the world, because ordinarily she would give these graces only with the participation of her children willing to be instruments in her Immaculate Hands. We will first consider the profound unity of the message of Fatima and Father Kolbe's Marian army, and secondly, come to the conclusion that both interventions of Our Lady complement one another. It seems that the MI was created to put the message of Fatima concretely into practice. At Fatima, Our Lady teaches us the devotion to her Immaculate Heart. Prayer, sacrifice, communions for the intentions of reparation and conversion of sinners, consecration of Russia, five first Saturdays, daily recitation of the Rosary. Furthermore, she reveals to us that God wants to use us to make her known and loved. Through St. Maximilian Kolbe, she explains to us how concretely this has to be done. Number one, unity of the message of Fatima and the MI. It is certainly not a mere coincidence, the apparition of Our Lady of Fatima and the foundation of one of the most important Marian movements in history took place at the same time. Even more astonishing than this is the discovery that they contain essentially the same message in the same request. They are based on the same principles and propose the same means, and they strive to obtain the same goals. A. Goals. Conversion. The Militia Immaculata is all about the conversion of the enemies of God, enemies because of their errors, enemies because of their sins. This is also the very reason for the apparitions of Our Lady. At Fatima, Our Lady refers to the enemy with the phrase, the errors of Russia. In the MI, it is Freemasonry. The only chance lies with Our Lady, called by St. Maximilian Kolbe, the Immaculata. At Fatima, the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Maximilian's explanation of who the Immaculata is can be called a meditation on the mystery of her Immaculate Heart or the Immaculate Heart of Mary in depth. Both the MI and Fatima focus on the living and striking reality of her role in the salvation of the world as mediatrix of all graces of conversion and sanctification. Reparation is the key word of Fatima. Each sin is like a thorn which man presses into the Immaculate Heart of Mary and into the head of our Savior. 
As we all commit innumerable sins, the only way to show our true repentance and love is to try to delicately pull these thorns out by consoling our Lord and Our Lady with the deepest compassion. In this way, we repair the damage we inflicted on them and on our own souls. One of the most consoling acts of reparation, however, is to bring the whole world of sinners to her feet. The deepest desire of the apostolic zeal of St. Maximilian Kolbe was to reestablish the honor and glory of the Immaculata by converting her enemies, changing them from ferocious wolves into humble sheep of the queen. B. Principles The Immaculate Heart, Mediatrix of All Graces All the words and gestures of Our Lady of Fatima are based on the truth that Our Lord Jesus Christ, whilst dying on the cross, appointed his mother to become our mother, woman, behold your son. By these words, he gave her all that is necessary for a mother to give to her children. She is not only full of grace for the sake of her own holiness, but she is also the universal spiritual vessel into which all graces of conversion and sanctification flow from the sacred heart of Jesus, and then on into our souls. St. Maximilian insists on the universality of her dispensation of graces. They all come to us only through thy hands. He loved to repeat the wonderful sentence, Gesta Dei per Immaculatum. All actions of God go through the Immaculata. The Two Cities. The second principle is the true understanding of the Church and our life on earth as members of the mystical body of Christ. All apparitions of Our Lady are based on the fact that her children on earth live in a constant war. With original sin, the devil established his tyranny in this world. He seeks to keep all human beings far from God's grace and so to prepare their eternal damnation. However, our Lord Jesus came from heaven to destroy Satan's power, to free us from the chains of sin and to open up again the way to heaven. Therefore, he established his kingdom on earth, the Holy Catholic Church. Ever since, the two cities have been at war, and the nearer the end of the war approaches, the more terrible it becomes. For the latter times, our Lord announced an almost total victory of the enemy before his definitive defeat. In those times, he will give to the world one last hope, the apocalyptic woman, the Immaculata. That's why Our Lady will come to assist her children in their greatest need. In Fatima, she gives us the last means to overcome the devil's final attack and to win the battle. One cannot understand her words if one does not have this constant battle in mind, with its terrible dangers and the necessity of constantly employing all the means she gives us. Through the Militia Immaculata, she makes us even more conscious that we are under the worst attack day and night. This is the main reason that the MI makes use of so many military words. We are her knights on the battlefield using her mighty weapons, shooting innumerable bullets into the heart of the enemy, ejaculatory prayers, using her ammunition, the miraculous metal. The Human Instrument The third principle was enunciated by St. Augustine. God who created us without us doesn't want to save us without us. This means not only that we have to collaborate with the grace of God by practicing the virtues for our own sanctification, but also that God will work in the world generally only with the participation of human beings. He creates all men, but only with the participation of human parents. Jesus continues his work of salvation until the end of the world, but only if he finds instruments, priests, through whom he speaks, blesses, pardons, etc. Our Lady continues her office as mediatrix of all graces, but only if she also finds instruments, channels, through whom the graces of conversion and sanctification pass from her immaculate heart into the hearts of poor sinners. 
This is exactly the noble vocation of each Christian, and the sacrament of confirmation has been given to bestow upon us the abundance of the Holy Ghost to accomplish this task as instruments of Jesus Christ, his soldiers, as instruments of Our Lady, her knights. At Fatima, Our Lady reminds us about the essential life task, calling us to pray and make sacrifices, to consecrate ourselves and others to her Immaculate Heart, to pray the rosary, etc., And upon these spiritual exercises depend the salvation of many souls. The Militia Immaculata is a constant motivation and concrete practicing of this essential task of being an instrument in her Immaculate Hands. St. Maximilian Kolbe presents many ideas and gives suggestions on how to form the proper dispositions for dispensing graces from her hands. We enable her to set free the graces in her heart when we become like a pencil in the artist's hand the channel for bringing the living waters from the source, the Immaculate Heart, to the plants, the souls. C. Means We can distinguish four main means indicated by Our Lady of Fatima, and equally by St. Maximilian Kolbe for his knights. Consecration, apostolic prayer, sacrifice, and good example. Consecration In our second volume, we examined how Our Lady and Fatima insists on the extreme importance and necessity of the act of consecration to her Immaculate Heart. The act of consecration to Our Lady consists, essentially, in that firm and public act of will, by which we submit ourselves entirely to the motherly dominion of Mary. This dedication of ourselves establishes a new relationship between us and her, something like a new law of life. From now on, I want to be entirely body and soul, Thoughts, words, and deeds, present and future, your child and slave, St. Louis-Marie Grignon de Montfort, and also an instrument in your immaculate hands, St. Maximilian Kolbe. From now on, I want to immerse my heart, my personality, my deepest desires in your immaculate heart, and make the desires and wishes of your heart mine, consecration to the immaculate heart. What has changed? From the day of the consecration, We allow our Heavenly Mother to take command of our life, and she accepts this offer. How? Henceforth, she herself enters into our life, adds to all our mean and imperfect thoughts, words, and deeds the immensity of her virtues, and imbues each moment with special graces of conversion and sanctification. A sacrifice before and after the act of consecration is a quite different thing. Before it was our sacrifice with our little feeble merits, afterwards it is our sacrifice enriched, by the love of all her sacrifices and their almost infinite merits. We see here already what will be explained in the next chapter. The consecration to the Immaculate Heart, Fatima, receives an important strengthening by means of the Militia Immaculata. The MI is a spiritual army, and all its knights are constantly motivated by the officers to accomplish the will of the Immaculata and to use the means. Thanks to the MI, the importance and idea of the consecration to Our Lady will never be forgotten and will always be refreshed and renewed. In other words, it is one of the noble tasks of the MI to remind, propagate, and deepen all the above-mentioned consecrations, necessary to guarantee the salvation and apostolic efficacy of Mary's children. Apostolic Prayer The prayer for the conversion of sinners is omnipresent in the apparitions of Fatima. We find the same insistence in almost all the letters and conferences of St. Maximilian. At Fatima, Our Lady, and earlier the angel, gave the children concrete prayers to recite and inspired them to repeat them on all occasions to console Our Lord and Our Lady and for the conversion of sinners. 
St. Maximilian, speaking about the same topic, gives many ideas and examples when and how and for whom these prayers could be said. Sacrifices It is very interesting to remark that both Our Lady at Fatima and St. Maximilian in his MI almost always ask for prayers and sacrifices. Father Colbe explains that the one enriches the other. The value of prayer grows with each effective accomplishment of the will of God. This is easy to understand, as it is not difficult to declare with words our love to the Beloved. The love, however, becomes reality in the measure that we do something for the Beloved. And the more we prove our love with deeds, the deeper the love. The highest expression of love, however, is to suffer for the Beloved, because nothing costs us so much as suffering. Similarly, the highest way to pray is to join to our prayers our sacrifices and sufferings. On the other hand, our sacrifices need to be accompanied by prayers, as only prayer obtains the grace of perseverance. Furthermore, a fervent prayer is the best stimulant and motivation to make sacrifices. Good example, duties of state. When describing the qualities of the faithful knight of the Immaculata, St. Maximilian insists on his submission to the will of the Immaculata, which we count as the most perfect and powerful means to serve her and to win souls. When we understand the will of the Immaculata, we firstly recognize the duties which our state of life imposes on us. To best fulfill our duties is the equivalent of giving a good example. Exactly the same teaching is found in Fatima. St. Lucia, excuse me, Sister Lucia, wrote in her letter to the Bishop of Valladolid, Our Lord told me, The penance that I request and require now is the sacrifice demanded of everybody by the accomplishment of his own duty and the observance of my law. 2. The M.I. completes Fatima. At Fatima, Our Lady gives the general rules for our spiritual life, an apostolate, and teaches us what to do in the latter times. Through the MI, she provides the concrete application of how to do it. In other words, the MI makes the message of Fatima more explicit. A. Structure Human beings need not only principles, orders, and requests to fulfill, they also need an environment, an atmosphere, a structure with rules and guidance, and without which they would be unable to persevere. Because of the wounds of original sin, Man is inclined to laziness, blindness, and disorder. He needs to be guided and motivated. Only a firm structure can become a constant reminder and motivation to be faithful to Our Lady's requests. Such a structure was given by Our Lady to St. Maximilian Kolbe at the same time that she appeared in Fatima. It is a hierarchical organization, having a director appointed by the competent church authority as its head. He is assisted by national and local moderators, who with their staff, secretaries and coordinators, promote and establish the MI, and organize all of the necessary resources for the Knights to persevere and to win souls for the Immaculata. Furthermore, the MI operates on three levels, so that each person can find the way to serve his queen that corresponds to his state in life and capacities. The first level consists of the Knight working as an individual apostle of Our Lady of Fatima. Through her, he is a hunter of souls in his private personal sphere. He receives inspiration, propositions, and encouragements from the moderators, but he chooses himself what he wants to do for her according to his duties of state, his zeal, and his prudence. Second-level knights join in a common apostolate, which seeks to make the Immaculata known and loved by means which can only be accomplished by a group of people, medical mission, pilgrimage, camp, 
redaction of bulletins. St. Maximilian designates the third level for the few who want to consecrate themselves entirely and exclusively and forever to this noblest task. One can object that all religious orders, third orders, associations in the church offer such structures to the faithful. The spirit and the message of Fatima can penetrate all of them, and they all can and do apply the message of Fatima in their concrete structures. This is true. However, there is a very special element in the message of Fatima, the constant and terrible fight with the enemy, especially in the latter times, and the visible formation at the request and by the graces of Our Lady of those whom St. Louis-Marie Grignon de Montfort described as the apostles of Jesus and Mary in the latter times, as far back as 1712. Only three major Marian movements have been founded in this spirit, the Legion of Mary, the M.I., and the Blue Army of Our Lady of Fatima. Of these three, it seems that the M.I. is the most universal in its structure, strategy, and means. B. Strategy. The strategy of the M.I. is to recruit and form knights and make them efficacious apostles of Our Lady of Fatima so as to save many souls. As no one can want what he does not know, St. Maximilian wants the M.I., to make use of all possible means to make Our Lady known and loved, including the most modern ones, literature, mass media, flyers, booklets, books, CDs, films about Our Lady, her life, privileges, apparitions, miracles, the movements founded by her saints, have to be produced and distributed all over the world. Thanks to this publicity, a good number of faithful, touched by her beauty and grace, open their hearts and prepare to give an answer. Yes, I want to do something for her. St. Maximilian hardly imposes any obligations from his knights, just asking that they pray one ejaculatory prayer daily, wear the miraculous medal, and of course make the act of consecration, by which they become knights. Visibly, the M.I., in its essence, is not another Marian movement amongst thousands, but is established to popularize, to propagate, the necessity for each Catholic that he must let himself be led by Our Lady both in his personal contact with God and in his task on earth, which can be summarized as the love of his neighbor, the care of his eternal salvation. The whole strategy of the MI is this, to make knights who are increasingly penetrated by the great law to be her instrument in all things, to become the channels of grace of conversion and sanctification through his prayers, sacrifices, duties of state, and whatsoever is good and honest in his life. With him as the brush, the heavenly artist paints souls and makes them beautiful. The preparation for his enrollment, the enrollment ceremony with the act of consecration, and the MI certificate each knight receives all have the same purpose, to wake up Catholics so as to make them understand that true devotion to the Immaculate Heart requires a concrete answer from them, and the answer is a firm and definite yes to help her save souls. However, it is not sufficient to make people Knights of the Immaculata. They must be reminded of their noble task and encouraged to do something for Our Lady. In other words, a good strategy must guarantee the perseverance of the knights. Is it not a common phenomenon that after great manifestations of faith and fervor, the incredible fruits given at that time are afterwards wasted simply because there is no follow-up? Once the pilgrimage or retreat is over, people quickly lose their fervor because of the effects of original sin, weakness, laziness, the distractions of the world, and the necessities, hardships, and banality of daily life. Therefore, the main point of the MI strategy is to keep the spirit of Fatima alive in the faithful, 
to make them persevere in their devotion and even grow in their apostolic zeal. How? Firstly, by a frequent renewal of the act of consecration and by practicing intelligently the Fatima devotions. Intelligently means that these devotions should not simply be practiced with the risk of falling into routine and superficiality, but such occasions should be used to remind us of the many marvelous teachings of Our Lady, the apparitions and miraculous events that took place afterwards. All this is to prevent knights from forgetting that they are knights and apostles of the Immaculate Heart. Often, such renewals of consecration, devotions, and recollection days are good occasions to recruit new members. Secondly, by regularly receiving the director's letters and other literature, a regular bulletin, these means make them understand more deeply the MI, the message of Fatima and the mystery of Our Lady in general. Furthermore, the bulletin gives them news about the MI all over the world, which makes them understand that they are members of the Army of Our Lady, who gives incredible graces all over the world through her faithful. Thirdly, by giving them many tools and means, and so inviting them to work for the conversion of souls, wherever the MI is established, a special place called the MI Corner should be set up, a table with a beautiful picture of Our Lady, the emblems of the MI, with all kinds of MI books, booklets, flyers, holy cards, miraculous medals, copies of Father Director's letters, a donation box, and so on. The more beautifully the corner is made, the more it attracts the eyes of the faithful, especially occasional visitors. At least once a month a new item is available, book, flyer, letter, MI newsletter. The moderator regularly attracts the attention of the faithful to the MI corner and invites the knights to take the items, first to read the booklets, flyers, and other materials themselves, that their love for her may increase, but then they should pass them to others and so become apostles and instruments of the Immaculata for the salvation of souls. The booklets, flyers, medals, holy cards should be offered as free of charge. However, requesting that the knights should give a small donation to the MI donations box, if possible, the fruit of their personal sacrifices and mortifications. In this way, the MI corner is somehow the visible reminder of Our Lady herself participating in her mission to attract souls to her Immaculate Heart. C. Weapons There can be no fight without the appropriate weapons. Not only should one know what these weapons are, but also how to use them properly and efficaciously. The use of the proper means to fight in the proper way at the proper time. In the spirit of Fatima, see the apparition on the 19th of August, 1917, all knights should have in mind the importance of apostolic prayer, especially ejaculatory prayers, and small daily sacrifices. If only one such prayer is obligatory, the knights should be motivated to do more for the Immaculata and the salvation of souls by multiplying such prayers. This has left each person's personal zeal and generosity. St. Maximilian recommends strongly the distribution of miraculous medals, which should always be available at the MI corner. If possible, they should be distributed together with the flyers about the miraculous medal so that people know what it is. The distribution should be reasonable and supernatural, i.e. accompanied with prayer and directed to devout people. All other items available at the MI corner should be distributed by the knights amongst their acquaintances, neighbors, relatives. Beautiful and attractive flyers, holy cards, and booklets about various themes concerning Our Lady and the MI Apostolate. MI Actions Several times a year, many knights organize a common apostolate during extraordinary Catholic events, pilgrimages, congresses, Christmas, etc. Distribution of flyers to people with a bookstall in the center of the event, etc. MI Pilgrimage 
All knights are invited once a year to make a pilgrimage to a Marian shrine with the renewal of the consecration. MI websites are a very effective means nowadays of spreading the message of Our Lady. The knights are not only invited to visit the MI website, www.militia.immaculata.info, but also to propagate it, to download special articles and forward them to others. The MI library and MI channel allow knights to download, in many languages, books, flyers, and pamphlets, as well as many conferences about Our Lady. Number three. The Militia Immaculata and the Great Secret of Fatima. In the previous chapter, the Great Secret of Fatima in its entirety was presented as a concrete realization of the last fight of the dragon and its beasts with the apocalyptic woman. As the secret is divided into three parts, so likewise the structure of the MI contains three degrees, each of them corresponding with the respective part of the secret. The first secret of Fatima and the first degree of the MI. We have seen that in the Apocalypse, the dragon himself appears first fighting against the woman, 12-3, and her children, 12-17. His only intention is to cast as many souls as possible into eternal damnation. The first part of the great secret of Fatima consists of the vision of hell and the wonderful intervention of our Heavenly Mother to preserve us from the fires of eternal damnation. In order to protect souls from this hellish fire, the Mother of God showed them a means of salvation. You have seen hell where the souls of poor sinners go. In order to save them from it, God wishes to spread devotion to my Immaculate Heart throughout the world. This devotion is expressed in concrete practices, but consists above all in an interior spiritual attitude, yearning for the salvation of souls, one's own and that of one's neighbor. Through consecration to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, which is our refuge and the way that leads to God, apparition of the 13th of June, 1917, this is precisely the ideal that St. Maximilian entrusts to his knights who are expected to attack the deadly foe of souls with all the means at their disposal. This battle is hand-to-hand -hand combat. At stake is every individual soul, which must be preserved from the fires of hell. The solitary knight in battle for every soul that is presented to him is the foundation of the first degree of the MI. In the first degree, each one consecrates himself individually to the Immaculata and strives personally to achieve the goal of the MI according to the talents and abilities given to him by God. The devil who is intent on every single soul and forgets none of them, is confronted by the knight, who still lives in the world, but is no longer of this world, because he is imbued with the presence of the Immaculata. At Fatima, the Immaculate Heart of Mary pointed out the mortal dangers of the world and declared their general remedy. The first degree MI is, so to speak, the concrete realization of this program. Maximilian Kolbe was given the grace to highlight the significance of this devotion of each individual person to the Immaculate Heart of Mary and the smallest details of everyday life, like a general who explains to his officers not only the overall strategy, but also trains them in the concrete application of this strategy in minute detail. The second secret of Fatima, and the second degree of the MI. The first great instrument of Satan in the battle against the seed of the woman is the first beast, Apocalypse 13, 1-8, a universal political power. In the second secret, the mother of God warns, if my wish wishes are carried out, then Russia will be converted and there will be peace. If not, godless propaganda will spread its errors throughout the world and cause wars and persecutions of the church. The good will be martyred. The Holy Father will have much to suffer. Many nations will be annihilated. How can this beast rising up out of the infernal sea, i.e. anti-Christian regimes, be vanquished? Through the acknowledgement of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, 
and the recognition of her power in public, social, and political life. The expression of this acknowledgement and this recognition is consecration to the Immaculate Heart, but especially the consecration of Russia, the country that became the central headquarters of the gigantic project of destruction carried out by the beast and that carried off half of the world with it into the abyss of communistic atheism. This consecration to the Immaculata includes conversion to the one and only truth, first on the individual level, but then also in the realm of society and its public institutions and structures, the conversion of the church, of peoples, and especially of Russia, and finally of the whole world. It goes without saying that this secret is directed above all to the great ones of this world, to the Pope, together with all the bishops, but then also to politicians who, when they listen to the request of the Immaculata, often receive good things in a miraculous way. In Tui, the mother of God expressly foretold to Sister Lucia the terrible punishments that would befall those who were unwilling to listen to her. Should we conclude from what has just been said that this secret has no significance for the common people? On the contrary, it is, after all, a call to every individual to work as an instrument of Mary for the social kingship of Christ, so as to place society under the gentle yoke of Christ, even in small and limited circles. It is a commission to go beyond the narrow confines of private life and to fight so that society, together with its structures, will once again be under the dominion of the King of Kings, and this is possible only through Mary. This is precisely the purpose of the second degree of the MI, as well as the Presidia of the Legion of Mary, founded in 1921 by Frank Duff. Through the establishment of cells in all public arenas, society must find its way back to the Immaculata, groups, associations, joint projects, especially publicity work through the press and the mass media. In short, the most modern method should be applied to the work of conquering the enemy in those places where he appears to be invincible, since he holds money, other forms of power, and all of public life in his hands. Yet it is recognized as a fact that in the Soviet Union and other communist countries, the Catholic spirit was maintained in many places behind the Iron Curtain through the cells of the second-degree MI members, Eastern Europe, and the Legion of Mary, China. In the missions, they were the means for spreading the Catholic faith and Christian civilization. The secret of their success lay not in great numbers and certainly not large-scale material resources, but rather their intrinsic form. Everything through the Immaculata. Lead the whole world and each individual soul to the Immaculata. Consecration. That is the key to understanding the second part of the Fatima secret, especially the consecration of Russia, but also in a wider sense, the consecration of every institution, beginning with the smallest cell of society, the family, and ending with the world as a whole. Father Kolbe's teaching was analogous. In order to free the world from the errors of Russia, that is, from atheistic materialism, we must consecrate to the Immaculata not only people's private lives, but also public institutions. He writes, Since we are only a tiny group, insignificant in comparison to the forces of the gigantic army of the enemy, we have to be the most perfect instruments possible in her immaculate hands and allow ourselves to be guided by her in everything. What encouraging words in today's difficult times. One poor, weak human being can rescue many. A little group can set off an avalanche, preparing the way for the great return to God through Mary, the triumph of the Immaculate Heart. The third secret of Fatima and the third degree of the MI. The second assistant beast of the dragon, Apocalypse 13, 11 through 14, 
is called three times by the evangelist the false prophet, Apocalypse 16.13, 19.20, and 20.10, which means a spiritual religious power that is rooted in evil. This evil is nothing other than unbelief, but an unbelief which mimics the teaching of Christ and of the church. He looked like the lamb but spoke like the dragon. We have seen that the essential contents of the third secret is the almost complete destruction of the church in an unprecedented mass of ruined souls. Thus it describes the work of the second beast, presenting a new religious mentality, which leads whole nations into the great apostasy in the name of modernity and ecumenism. Heaven's answer, however, is always the same, the Immaculate Heart of Mary. The third secret is especially important for members of the endangered church itself. Every offensive of the devil, in spite of his sinister intentions, only demonstrates even more clearly the greatness of the victorious queen. This secret primarily concerns the Pope and the hierarchs of the church. The second beast, even worse than the first, casts the world into the abyss of unbelief and causes countless souls to fall away from the faith by using the weakness and betrayal of many shepherds. The victory over this beast will come from other zealous and faithful shepherds of souls, but it would be a mistake to think that the third secret concerns only a small group of clergy, namely the church's hierarchy. In every message of Fatima, the mother of God addresses everyone. By offering her immaculate heart as a refuge, Our Lady of Fatima gives the world the means of conquering even the worst possible temptation, that is, falling away from the faith. A means without which mankind would be utterly helpless against the diabolical wave that is sweeping over the world. The question still remains. How does the Immaculate Heart of Mary overcome the lapse of so many shepherds of souls, the great apostasy, and the new anti-Christian world religion? Mary already answered these questions long ago in various apparitions, e.g. La Salette, or through St. Louis-Marie Grignon de Montfort. Her answer? The little army of the faithful apostles of Jesus and Mary. This answer, like all of Mary's other messages, remains extremely pertinent to the world situation today. The devil's attack is answered by a no less resolute counterattack. The dictatorship of liberalism is countered by the ideal of total dependence upon and subjection to her, who alone vanquishes all heresies throughout the world. This is precisely the goal that St. Maximilian had in mind when he founded the third degree of the MI, with its boundless devotion to the Immaculata, even to the point of heroism. Besides unconditional total consecration to the Immaculata, the third degree MI rests upon two pillars, which are intrinsically opposed to the essence of liberalism and modernism. True obedience and the spirit of poverty. Is not the new world religion simply disobedience toward revealed truth and the commandments of God, especially the first commandment? Does it not consist in the rebellion of unlimited human freedom against God? The Mother of God opposed this catastrophe in Fatima. Total consecration, reparation, the conversion of poor sinners. That is the quintessential message of Fatima. Summary The great mystery of Fatima portrays the threefold workings of Satan, who apes the Most Holy Trinity. The dragon endeavors to bring about the ruin of souls. His two beasts are the means of attaining this goal. The first is modern liberalism, embodied in the sects of Freemasonry and in communism. The second is the New World Religion, constructed on the foundation of false ecumenism. Opposing this monster in its three embodiments is the woman clothed with the sun, the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Her great mystery consists of the fact that she is the one who will crush the head of Satan. By fulfilling her will, 
we can save our souls in a simple way. The promise connected with devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Renew the Christian world order, which is bound up with the consecration of Russia, and ultimately rescue the church, the third secret. At Fatima, the Immaculata placed an effective spiritual weapon in our hands, and at almost the same time she chose her loyal servant, Maximilian Kolbe, who was to organize this counterattack through the founding of the Militia Immaculata, a knighthood in the classical and most noble sense of the world. Word. The first degree of the MI demonstrates how important are the works of even the least significant individual believer. St. Maximilian calls out to everyone. Depends the salvation of a great number of souls on you. It depends on you whether this or that person will someday rejoice in the everlasting vision of God or will curse God for all eternity in the fiery ocean of hell. The second degree of the MI demonstrates the importance of establishing structures without which the zeal of the pioneers would soon flag. One can approach souls more easily by means of a group, a structure, an institution. The devil knows that all too well, for he is a master in this department, i.e. in the art of organizing the forces of destruction. That is why his rage knows no bounds. When here and there little cells arise in the service of the Immaculata, opposing the almighty power of Freemasonry and communism, the little army of the Immaculata cannot make use of the masses, nor does it have great financial resources at its disposal. But it does not therefore lose courage. Gideon needed no more than 300 soldiers in order to conquer the enormous army of the enemy, because God was with him. Finally, the third degree of the MI answers the greatest need of our time. It is the call to holiness, to the heroism that the mother of God demanded of the clergy when she appeared in Fatima. Through the cities of the Immaculata in Poland and Japan, Maximilian Kolbe won great spiritual victories and worked in the vanguard of the renewal of spiritual life in the church. The answer to the apostasy of the nations today can be nothing other than the greatest possible fidelity to the deposit of faith handed down by tradition. The third degree MI is no longer just words, lectures, ideas, deeds which point out the crisis of the church and prevent one from being swept away by the diabolical wave, but it is an offensive consisting in unconditional devotion to the Immaculata who vanquishes all heresies throughout the world and who, through us, in us, and with us, crushes the head of the devil forever. This great secret of Fatima has no other conclusion than this. In the end, my Immaculate Heart will triumph. Fatima and the Militia Immaculata were granted to us so as to prepare for the fulfillment of this great promise. 4. Knight of the Immaculata, Apostle of Fatima Fatima is the answer to the final apparition on earth of the anti-trinity. All attacks of the devil are overcome by the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Her heart overcomes hell, the anti-Christian errors, and the false prophet. But if we look somehow a bit closer, we see that her Immaculate Heart only then accomplishes her miracles and victories if we establish a deep relationship with her. Her heart overcomes the danger of hell if there are souls to practice devotion to her Immaculate Heart. It vanquishes the errors of Russia and generally all errors. If Russia is consecrated to her Immaculate Heart, her heart will have the final victory over the religious crisis, if we do what is requested in the third secret. And then her Immaculate Heart will triumph. We have seen that St. Maximilian's MI provides us with concrete practices and proposes an appropriate strategy. Fatima is the great means of rescue for Holy Mother Church. Maximilian Kolbe makes this explicit. The militia and the militant church makes the members of the church aware of their important task. At Fatima, 
Our Lady explains, There is a vocation for all, beginning with small children, a vocation for a lifelong fight with one singularly important goal. Avoid hell, enter heaven. One's eyes have to be fixed on the unum necessarium, with the determination to fight for her and to fight against the enemies of our salvation. God wants to use us to make her known and loved. All that has been written about Fatima would have only a meager effect if it did not motivate us to make great and important resolutions and then mobilize us. A thorough meditation on the whole truth about Fatima must lead us to the conclusion that the very little flock of Our Lady's faithful apostles must imitate the three children in their total response, their entire engagement. It would be criminal to know about all this and to look away. Remember the sadness of Our Lady because nobody responds to her requests. Firstly, the Pope and the bishops, but also each one of us. An important examination of conscience needs to be done and should touch us to the depths of our soul. We must be conscious of our immense responsibility. The more you have received, the more you must give. She has said many times herself and through her faithful servants what she wants from us. At Fatima, she asks us to become her apostles. It is a mission. Apostolos. Each one receives from her. Make me known and loved. Using the word apostle, Our Lady links us to her servant, St. Louis-Marie Grignon de Montfort, who speaks about the apostles of Jesus and Mary in the latter times. Through St. Maximilian Kolbe, she makes us understand that if we start to fulfill her requests, we immediately enter into the worst of all battles and fights. Therefore, we must be part of her army, as her knights and legionaries. In this way, we fulfill our deepest vocation as members of the mystical body of Christ, the militant church here on earth. Oremos. In nomine Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Prayer for the Hastening of the Triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary by Bishop Athanasius Snyder. O Immaculate Heart of Mary, Holy Mother of God and our tender mother, look upon the distress in which the whole of mankind is living due to the spread of materialism, godlessness, and the persecution of the Catholic faith. In our own day, the mystical body of Christ is bleeding from so many wounds caused within the Church by the unpunished spread of heresies, the justification of sins against the Sixth Commandment, the seeking of the kingdom of earth rather than that of heaven, the horrendous sacrileges against the Most Holy Eucharist, especially through the practice of communion in the hand, and the Protestant shaping of the celebration of the Holy Mass. Amidst these trials appeared the light of the consecration of Russia to thine Immaculate Heart by the Pope, in union with the world's bishops. In Fatima thou didst request the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays of the month. Implore thy divine Son to grant a special grace to the Pope, that he might approve the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays. May Almighty God hasten the time when Russia will convert to Catholic unity, mankind will be given a time of peace, and the Church will be granted an authentic renewal in the purity of the Catholic faith, the sacredness of divine worship, and the holiness of Christian life. O Mediatrix of all graces, O Queen of the Most Holy Rosary, and our sweet Mother, Turn thine eyes of mercy towards us and graciously hear this, our trusting prayer. Amen. Prayer of St. Alphonsus Liguri for a happy death. St. Joseph, by that assistance which Jesus and Mary gave you at death, I beg you to protect me in a special way at the hour of my death, so that dying assisted by you in the company of Jesus and Mary, I may go to thank you in heaven and in your company. Sing God's praises for all eternity. Amen. Virgo potens, ora per nobis. Sancti Yosef, terra daimonem, ora per nobis, in nomine Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 151 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Once again, my name is Terence M. Stanton. Please share this podcast with everyone you know.
and please pray for the eternal salvation of Pope Francis. Goodbye, and God love you.